with joy of the Holy Ghost so that you were in samples to all that believe in Macedonia and in Kai. And so we're talking about this idea of a church to be remembered. If we're going to be remembered uh, properly, we talked about last week being a grounded church, being a grounded church, knowing what we believe and why we believe it is so important. What the Bible has to say uh, uh, about what we should believe is so important. Now, we've said, I've said a million times, uh, I believe it, uh, uh, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. But we really got to get that little twisted around a little bit because what God says is already settled whether we believe it or not. But we should believe what God says and what God says uh, is already settled in heaven, the scripture says, and so we must build upon that to what is your foundation, what is your cornerstone. If you build your house on sand, it will crumble, it will fall to pieces, it will fall apart. You have to have the proper foundation. That foundation, of course, that cornerstone is Jesus Christ. We must build uh, from the right foundation with the right materials. And um, what are those those, uh, in the Word of God? And so we talked about Christ as the head, Christ as the cornerstone, and Christ as the foundation that we must have uh, to build uh, the life that we need to build for the Lord Jesus Christ. Because remember, at the center is not you. You are not the center. I'm, I, I'm so glad uh, Brother Thigpen made, made that statement. Where are your loyalties to? It's an understandable question. I mean, there's a, certainly a pull uh, being so long in one place, and now by necessity... And I believe by providence and the sovereignty of God, now in another place, and those two places are at war. <laughs> Where's your loyalty? I like his answer. Without question, without blinking, his answer was, my loyalties are with the Lord. And uh, that's where our loyalties need to be, because he's the center. You're not the center. This church is not the center. Brother, Brother Thigpen's not the center. What's the center? Jesus Christ. And when Jesus Christ is the center, and He's the foundation, and He's the cornerstone, and He's the head, then, listen, if something has to change, we go with the change. If something, you know, things have changed through the years. Have they not? I mean, 30 years ago, things were different than they are today. Whether that be in Russia or that be in the United States of America, things have changed over the last 30 years. Things have changed over the last five years. I think about when I moved here. Brother Thigman, this year, in June or July, I'll be here 14 years. Rankin has changed in 14 years. Some of you have been here a lot longer than that. You say, you don't even understand how much it's changed. I remember when we came, when our kids were little, we'd come up here to Uncle David and Aunt Judy's house, and we'd come up here for Easter, and we'd come up when uh, 21 was a two-lane road. We'd come up there, and, and uh, there was nothing. 
trees on both sides. They are taking all of our trees. All of them. It's going to be a concrete jungle before we're done with everything. I mean, things change in life. And sometimes if you get caught up in the change, and if you're the center, then let me tell you something. With the change, you'll be moved with what you believe. So many people today are out of church. So many churches today are, are uh, not even churches anymore. I mean, they close their doors. Some of them are, are nothing more than, than social gatherings. So many things have changed today because we've changed our doctrine because we've changed with the changes of this world. No matter what changes, understand this. Jesus Christ said, I am the same yesterday and today and forever. Jesus doesn't change. Just before, you know, there's 400 silent years between the end of the Old Testament and the beginning of the New Testament. 400 silent years. Just before it goes silent, God said in the book of Malachi, ready? This is what he said. Talk about important. He said, I am God. I change not. Whether it's silent, whether it's noisy, whether it's chaos, no matter what's going on, God remains the same. So we need to be grounded in what we believe. Not only will we be grounded, church, we talked about that last week, but we need to be a gracious church. We need to be a gracious church. Look what the church at Thessalonica was known for. Back to verse 3. Remembering without ceasing your work of faith, labor of love, and patience of hope. Oh, J. Vernon McGee. Never heard J. Vernon McGee. Still on the radio. I mean, he, he must be dead forever. Still on the radio. And J. Vernon McGee said, these three things that, that, uh, that we find here in verse number three, these three things are the trinity of the believer. The trinity of the believer. Think about them with me for just a few minutes this morning. Faith, love, and hope. Faith, love, and hope. First of all, faith. Do you know the Bible says about faith? The Bible has a lot, a lot to deal with when it comes to faith. When it comes to salvation, how are we saved? We're saved by grace through what? Through faith. Do you know the Bible says that after we're saved, faith doesn't stop. Faith just started when we got saved. Now the Bible says the just shall live by what? By faith. You see, we walk by faith and not by sight. Some things we can't see. Some things we can't understand. I think we can, I think we can all agree to that point. There are some things in life where, oh, Vance Havner said this, some things God writes across our life we'll explain later. I love that statement. We'll explain later. We may never know this side of heaven. We may never understand this side of heaven. But let me tell you something. God understands. And God knows. And our faith isn't in things. Our faith is in God. And if you're saved this morning, if you trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, it's because you put your faith not in yourself. You didn't put your faith in the church. You didn't put your faith in a person. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about people. I don't mean to be cynical. I'm just telling you the truth. 
people will fail you. And I'm telling you, the best of people will fail you. You place your faith in people, you're going to be disappointed. You place your faith in yourself, you're really going to be disappointed. Because we fail ourselves. Have you ever got to, have you got to the point yet? If you haven't, you're going to. You ever got to the point where you want to do something, but your body said, nope? Ain't doing that. When I was a kid, I used to, oh man, I loved to skateboard and I loved to snowboard. And uh, we'd, I mean, we'd skateboard and rollerblade and, and then, you know, when wintertime come, we'd, we'd snowboard and, and the kids were here for ERM. And man, they just had a relax. By the way, they needed this week so bad, they're finally back at camp. So praise the Lord, they're getting ready to go to Jamaica now for their mission trip. But man, the last two or three weeks, they have been... I mean, metal to uh, pedal to the metal. I mean, they've just been going every day, 10-hour days. And, and so they're just all wore out. So they needed this week. This week was a week of relaxation. But the, several of them loved to skateboard. And so they're skateboarding all over the, all over the parking lot during the day. And, and they come over and they come over skateboarding. And the skateboard stops. They're all outside. And, and I, I popped the skateboard up and put it in my hand. And, I, and, and, and they all looked at me. I said, oh, yeah, no, we're going to go. And I start running, and, and Emma, get your phone out real quick. You know, She's recording this. She's going to win some money, right? And I, gotta, and I went, no, 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 I'm not doing that. And I dropped the skateboard. I said, I'm not killing myself on a skateboard, right? My, my mind said, man, I can do that. I used to do that all the time. And then your body says, oh, I don't think so. Listen, you place your faith in yourself, you're going to fail. You're going to fail yourself. You place your faith in people, people are going to fail you. You place your faith in God, he'll never fail you. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake. Do you know how I know that I'm saved? I know. I know, preacher. I know that I'm saved because I feel like it. Oh, you better be careful. Feelings are like being on a roller coaster. Sometimes I feel good. Sometimes, you ever done this? Sometimes I feel like getting up in the morning. And I get up, and man, I'm just, I'm ready for the day. There's sometimes I lay there, and I think to myself, I'm just, I'm being transparent with you. And if you're real, you're being transparent too. I just look up and go, do I really have to get out of bed? I mean, I just, maybe you didn't sleep well that night. Maybe there's lots of things on your mind, and you just, you just don't, you just don't want to go. You just don't want to do. Let me tell you something. Our faith I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I'm saved because I placed my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. You see, the Bible says that that we are in Jesus Christ's hand. And then Jesus is in God's hand and no man can pluck you out of that hand. You can't lose your salvation. Not if you really got it. Not if you really received it. You see, Jesus Christ died upon the cross, was buried, and he rose again the third day. We call that the gospel. We call that the good news. And Jesus did that. He shed his innocent, perfect blood so that you might have the remission of sins. So that we might be reconciled back to God. The only way to do that is by faith. You can get baptized. Listen to me. You can get baptized by every church in Effingham County. It ain't going to help you get to heaven. 
You can go from one church to the other and join. You could be confirmed in every single denomination there is out there. None of those things are going to help you get to heaven. Listen to me. I, I, I'm a Baptist, and, and I'm, I'm a Baptist by conviction. If I wasn't, I heard one preacher say this one time, if I wasn't a Baptist, I'd be ashamed. I'm a Baptist, okay? There's no doubt about it. But being a Baptist doesn't get me to heaven. Placing your faith and trust in Jesus Christ is what gets you to heaven. So if you're saved, if you're not saved, place your faith and trust in Him for the forgiveness of your sins and He'll save you. But understand this, if you are saved, that's the starting point. That's the beginning. And now we live our lives by faith. I love the fact in Psalm 119, the Bible says that the Word of God is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. When I think about a lamp, when I think about a lantern, it's different than a flashlight. Right? So I want to turn on a flashlight. I got some flashlights at home that got some really high lumens. And when I threw that thing on, I mean, it just, whoa, everything's bright. I, I, the brighter, the better. When I turn a flashlight, I want to be able to see what I'm doing, right? When I think about a lamp, when I think about a lantern that you carry, you know what it shines? It shines the next step. And when you take the next step, it shines the next step. That's how we're supposed to live our lives. We're supposed to live our lives by faith, trusting God. Now, I understand this. There's a fine line between faith and foolishness. It's not faith to jump out of an airplane without a parachute. That's not faith. That's foolishness. Okay? So there's a fine line between faith and foolishness. But God says to live your life by faith. God's people ought to be known by their faith. You want to be remembered? Be remembered for your faith in God. Be remembered not only for your faith, but be remembered for your love. 1 John chapter number 4, the Bible says that God is love. And by the way, the Bible also says that if you say that you love God and you hate your brother, you are a liar. Don't go around talking about how much you love God when you have awe against your brother. You got awe against your brother, that's your problem, not God's problem. Now, I've said this a million times. I understand you can only do your part. Right? So if you have a conflict with your brother and you go to your brother and you try to solve it and your brother doesn't want to solve it, that's not your problem. Your problem is your part. And when you've done your part, the Bible says that we are to love one another. Right? We're to love. What are the Bibles? 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I think we're a little confused about 1 Corinthians 13. If you didn't know this, I, just, I want to make you aware of this. It's a very important thing. 1 Corinthians 13 comes after 1 Corinthians 12. What is 1 Corinthians 12 about? Spiritual gifts. At the end of 1 Corinthians chapter number 12, he says, now I'm going to show you a more excellent way. And then he talks about charity. He says, this is how you're supposed to be conducting yourself when you conduct your spiritual gifts. See, just because you have a fish on the back of your car doesn't mean you love God. Just because you have a sign on your front door that says, that's for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. I, sometimes I wonder if people even know what any of that stuff means. They just stick it on there and say, hey, I love God. 
but we're at odds with each other, there's a problem. There's a heart problem. There's a love problem. There's an issue. This idea that you ever had somebody say, have you ever heard somebody, maybe somebody in your family say, I love you, and you think, yeah, right. <laughs> but you know why? You know why you think that? Because love is more than words. Love's action. See, you say that you love your spouse, but you won't pick up a, you won't, you won't, you won't lift a finger to help around the house. I'm saying. You say that you love your husband, but you won't. Listen, talk, how many times have you said this or heard this? Talk's cheap. We say that we love God, but we don't, we don't go to church and we don't pray and we don't read our Bibles. And Well, preacher, I just don't have time. You don't have time for the one you say you love? You see, love is an action, something that we should do. Love, and by the way, love, the Bible says, covers a multitude of sins. Do you know there are people that if they said something about me, I'd get upset. I'd evaluate. There are people in this church that if you said, hey, something against my character, I'd say, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, something's wrong with my life. What's going on? You know why I would say that? Because I know that that person loves me. Some people, I'm sorry to tell you, water off a duck's back. You say all you want to. Say all you want to. You, you, you don't respect me. You don't love me. You don't, you, don't, you're, you don't have my best interest at heart. And so what you say, I'm sorry. But people, when people know that you have you ever said something to somebody and said something to the same person and it went over totally different? Because you know when you said that to this person, that person knows you love them. And when they know that you love them, boy, you could say some things that you couldn't say to somebody that, you did, that didn't know that you love. Why? Because love covers a multitude of sins. It covers the way we say things. We need to be lovers of God, and then we need to love one another. 1 John chapter 4, 7 through 8. 1 John chapter 3, verse 18. Colossians 1, verses 4 and 5. The Bible says over and over and over and over again how to love one another. Faith, love, hope. Hope. Listen to what one writer said. I absolutely love, I love this when I read this. I had to write it down. A man can endure anything. So long as he has hope. For then, when he has hope, he is walking not to the night, but to the dawn. When he has hope. Hope is a wonderful thing. Faith, love, and hope. Romans chapter 8, verse 24, the scripture says, For we are saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. I can endure a lot of things if I have hope. Have hope. What is our hope in? Our hope is in Christ. You see, what my hope is in, my hope's not in this world. 
This world's not my home. I'm just, I'm just passing through here. And see, the idea that this life, you know, this life can be hard, can't it? It can be difficult. It can be unfair. I mean, how many times, how many, how many adjectives, adjectives can we use to describe this world? I mean, it's just all these things that are all true. But, but here's the thing. My hope isn't in this world. I'm not looking to inherit the earth. My hope is in a different place. My hope is in a different person. My hope is in the rapture of the church. My hope is to spend eternity with God forever. My hope is to be reunited with those that have have gone on before me. You see, you know how we can endure the things that we endure in this world? Because we know that we're not walking to the night, but we're walking to the dawn. You see, weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. You see, this world is the worst that Christians will see. We've got something far better waiting for us. We've got something. We, we, you're, talking about, you're talking about the marriage supper of the land. You're talking about heaven. And you're talking about the throne of God. And you're talking about the worship of Him. You're talking about crowns. You're talking about rewards. rewards. You're talking about all these things. You know what all those things are? Hope. Hope. Listen, my hope is not in the president. This one or the last one. My hope isn't in the government. My hope isn't in people. All these things will fail us. But when you place your hope in the right place, it's like walking to the dawn and not to the night. Let's bow our heads for prayer. This morning, our heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Maybe you're here this morning, you've never placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. There's never been a time where by faith you receive Jesus Christ into your heart and your life for the forgiveness of your sins. You say, preacher, I'm not sure I'm saved. I'm not sure if I'd die right now, I'd go to heaven to be with God, and I'm concerned about that. Would you pray for me? Just slip your hand up this morning and right back down, and I'll pray for you. I don't embarrass you anyway. I just want to pray for you by need. I'm not sure about my salvation, preacher. Please remember me in your prayers as are one. What a privilege. Listen to me. What a privilege it is to know Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, to know that our sins are forgiven, to know that one day, We'll spend eternity with Him. But let me help you out with something, church. We don't, we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. Faith, love, and hope. Those are good things. Those are biblical things. And those are things that we as a church should be remembered as. Let's stand together, head bowed, eyes closed, piano playing this morning, a hymn invitation. Can I invite you to come? Stop trusting in everything else. Stop placing your faith in everything else and place it solely in Jesus Christ. Allow Him to be your hope. He'll never fail you. He'll never leave you. And He'll never forsake you. If you need to come for whatever reason, as the piano plays this morning you come.
Amen. Good to see you this morning. Good to be here in the house of the Lord. Let's be faithful. Back in our place, 6 o'clock for prayer, 6.30 tonight for the evening service. Right after the services, we will be having scripture assembly. Hope you'll be able to stay with us afterwards. Bring our finger food with you. We do have a deacon, trustees, and finance committee meeting. And so um, uh, that'll be right after the services uh, uh, tonight, 5 o'clock. Five o'clock, if you're singing, if you're part of uh, the singing for Easter, uh, if you could be here at five o'clock, if you could bring the music, the song uh, that you're going to be singing, we need to get all that in order because that's just around the corner, okay? And so if you can help us out with that, five o'clock tonight for, uh, for, the, uh, for the Easter uh, uh, gathering that we're going to be, we're going to be having, uh, as we minister, uh, big time, two, two really, or three really big services that we generally have Christmas, uh, Easter and Mother's Day are the three biggest ones. And so, um, be good opportunity to be able to share the gospel. So help us out with that. If you can five o'clock, uh, this evening again, brother, Thank Ben. Appreciate you being here with us in the services. Uh, hope you'll continue to pray for him as he continues to uh, minister going back in a couple weeks uh, and uh, ministers where God has him uh, in a very unique situation and unique place uh, as he serves the Lord. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you for this time together. Dismiss us with your blessing. We'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm-hmm.